At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. You like the Just Baseball show and want to make your own? Let me tell you about Anchor. It's free. There's a creation tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Now you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes. The possibilities are endless for what you can create, whether it's music analysis, your own radio show, or something the world's never seen before. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and much more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Tuesday, August 31st. It's the last day of August. We've got September call-ups coming like as soon as tomorrow because that's how the month of September works. So I don't know. You could get some really good prospects coming up this week. That's exciting. You got what? You expand the roster from 26 to 28. We're we're both wearing just baseball hats. Uh, Rocking the merch. I don't know. This is a very overwhelming start to the pod. There's a lot to talk about. There's a lot to talk about. And whenever I think about September call-ups, I always just keep going back to the funniest tweet I've ever seen. What will Juan Soto do when he's Adley Rutschman's age? Yeah. And Adley Rutschman might get called up to the Orioles in a couple days. Hopefully we think, I mean, he's destroying balls in AAA. Last time I checked, he's hitting 370 in AAA. Right. Are As we going to switch see, hitting catcher? He's be the best hitter on the Orioles right now. Are we going to see Bobby Witt Jr. and MJ Melendez and Nick Prado with Kansas City? Like that, these are the questions that we like to ask, and they're super fun. And it's great too because if you're a fan of a team that isn't doing too well right now, there are a ton of teams who have a ton of top prospects that are right on the brink of contributing. So for the last couple months, even if your team seems out of it, you can tune in and watch the future of your team really develop. Yeah, hey, like we mentioned, loaded episode. This is a crazy week of baseball that means a lot. As means we get lot. into September, there are some massive series happening during the middle of the week. Uh, we got to talk about what just took over the music world. You and I are both big music people. Donda's out this weekend. Overall, good, not life-changing for me. Really? Yeah, life-changing for you? I fucking loved it. Oh, God. 27 tracks felt like two hours but it also felt like 30 minutes because I just had such a good time listening I'm just such a big Kanye fan it felt like a combination of my beautiful dark dark twisted fantasy Yeezus Jesus is king 808s it felt like it had his entire discography all in one album yeah and there was a there was a range of three songs that went back to back to back it was at the beginning of the at the beginning of the album. It's Hurricane, yeah. Praise God, then Jonah. Those are like the th- three best songs I've ever I've heard this year. Okay, interesting. All right, so we're we're doing rankings later on in the episode. We're doing our top ten underrated players. We're doing top five underrated hitters, top five underrated pitchers, and of course we've got some honorable mentions. Couple in the bullpen and one position player too. Um, yeah, I we can rank our top three Donda songs if you want. But first, I, I, I got to shout. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. <laughs> I was going to say baseball wise. First, I got to shout out the shirt that I'm wearing from our friends at Breaking Tea. The only guy in Major League Baseball with an OPS over a thousand is who we picked for the NL MVP two weeks ago. 
I mean, come on now. Bryce Harper, baby. Bryce Harper, baby. Will the Phillies make the playoffs? I don't know. But if they do, I think Bryce Harper is right up there with front runners. I mean, you said it yourself. Only person in Major League Baseball with an OPS above 1,000. I'm thinking if the Padres and the Phillies don't make the playoffs, who's the NL MVP? Is it Tatis or Bryce? Might be neither. Who would it be? Could you give it? Nah, you can give it to Corbin Burns. No. You could give it to Muncie. You could give it to Trey Turner. They won't give it to Muncie. They might give it to Trey Turner. I'm pulling up the odds right now. I mean, I still think, though, that... uh, I mean, you maybe could give it to maybe our most underrated player of the year. Who we'll get to later. Jesus. I just pulled up the odds. Fernando Tatis is minus 275. Next highest is Muncie plus 900. What? Freddie Freeman is plus 900. Bryce Harper is plus 1,100 to win, L- win NL MVP right now. I'm going to go put some money on that after this podcast. Me too. Plus 1,100? That almost seems like fishy. It seems fishy. I understand that the counting stats aren't necessarily there. He's only hit, I think, 25 home runs and driven in like fewer than 70, but... I don't care about that. He's got an OPS over a thousand and he qualifies. I'm racking my brain right now. I feel like it just will be Tatis regardless of whether yeah. they even make the playoffs or not. I mean, one of our top 10 surprises is the fact that not only is Fernando Tatis Jr. The best player in the Padres, but he changes the entire identity. Right. I mean, what means- better explanation or definition for an MVP is there? Right. Like it, it, he is literally the most valuable player to his team in baseball. So I guess. He plays freaking outfield now. He's the center fielder. Yeah. Is he good at it? I don't know. He's okay. He just threw a ball 96 miles an hour. Exactly. Like he's, he's at least okay. And he's never played. And they just threw him out there. Cause they're like, you're a freak athlete. You can just go play. Amen. Like throwing magic Johnson in at center, the baby sky hook, not quite, but close. Hey, I, I just got to looking at these player awards. Jonathan India minus 900 to win. Wow, dude. And can you remind the audience of the odds again? Uh, plus 4,000. I think it was plus 4,100. It might have been. Dude. All I know is you could put down a dollar to win $41. Or put down 10 to win 410. Or 100 to win 4,100. Yeah. Not bad. That's pretty solid. Uh, listen to just baseball people we're not idiots we're not idiots freddie peralta was going to be good we, we told, told you it was going to be good we're hanging out man um okay we're going to do uh top 10 most underrated players i also have a fantasy football conundrum that i got to work through okay but top three songs on donda thank you i was about to say before we get into anything i still haven't heard your top three donda yeah it, were those three that you mentioned yours See, I don't know, but I'm just saying listening to those three in a row, Travis Scott, I mean, the hook on Jonah, it plays pretty much the entire time. It's from Vori. The hook is from Vori. Yeah. It's one of the greatest, smoothest hooks I've ever heard on a song. That's why I played it the entire time during the whole song. It's just a loop of the same thing over and over again. And I love it. One of the most beautiful songs I've ever heard, Moon. (sighs) That's my number one. That's your number one? Yeah. Those songs never end up in my playlists consistently, if that makes sense. Not that I don't like it, but when I'm in the car, like, I'm not going to put on Moon. I'm going to put on Praise God or Hurricane. Heaven and Hell, very underrated track. Very underrated track. Electric. Did you like Jail? I did like Jail. I like Jay-Z on Jail. I like Jay-Z on Jail. I didn't like the rest of the song. I didn't like the rest of the song, but yeah. I like Jay-Z so much that it made my top five. It's at number five. Praise God's at four. <sighs> Praise God is such a good song. Good tune. Keep My Spirit Alive is two for me. That's a really good one. Yeah. That's so a my really top good three, one. My top three is Moon at one, Keep My Spirit Alive at two, and Hurricane at three because Hurricane's so good. Hurricane is so good. All right. I'm going to give my top three. That, the... The sample in Praise God, where it goes from Kanye's mother 
having that. Um, I think it was the last speech that she was speaking about Kanye, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And then it just drops into this rising of, I don't even know. <laughs> and it's just, and it just, I, I'm in the gym and I feel like a freaking maniac. So I'm going to put, I'm go, I'll put praise God at one. I'm going to put Jonah at two and I'm going to put heaven and hell at three. Okay. Yeah. Fair. I ranked when I listened through. So like I was going just adding to the list each yeah. time. So I had a top eight and I'm just yeah. going to run through my top eight rapid fire here. And Moon see, one. And yeah. okay, actually go, no, go with your top five. Cause I have a question after it. Okay. I eight. <laughs> I told you I yeah. like, I liked eight songs on this thing. There were a lot of songs, but I really liked eight songs. Moon, keep my spirit alive. Hurricane, praise God, jail, heaven and hell. Okay. Okay. I really okay, like Okay. Great song. And off the grid was intense. Two questions. Okay. Is Lil Yachty goaded now, whether you like him or not, because he was on Donda? I love Lil Yachty. I'm not a Lil Yachty guy, but he had a fire verse on this. And now it, any, if I were ever to say, oh, Lil Yachty, you suck, he could be like, I was on Donda. And I'd be like, you know what? Fair. Hats off to you. Fair. Second question. You called the album good. You stick with that? It was good? Like out of yeah. 10, what would you give it? It was, it was good. It was an eight and a half. That's phenomenal. I mean, I'm not that. I'm Randy Jackson. I'm not Simon. (laughs) Like, I think good is eight and a half. I think great is nine and a half. See, like I would put it at a nine. I thought it was a fantastic album. I would say it was my third favorite album of Kanye's right after 808s and Heartbreaks and My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Okay. So for me, number one is My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Number two is Life of Pablo. I love that album. I love the album too. And then number three, I think might be Donda. I like this more than Jesus. So that's that. Like Let's talk about the stacked weekday schedule of baseball. Stacked. Dude, we've got Cards Reds, which is very interesting. The Reds are trying to expand their lead on the second wild card spot over the Padres. Padres are slumping. This is a big series. This is between teams that are competing for the wild card and not only are they competing for the wild card, but it's within the same division, which is huge too. So it just adds a little bit more to that. Um, there's another, I mean, Red Sox race. It's massive, massive. And Pavetta and Patino last night. No, Pavetta. Yeah. Pavetta and Patino last night. Cause we're releasing on Tuesday and yes. recording on Monday, but I bet on them. I bet on Rays. So if you're listening to the podcast, you see tomorrow, you know how I'm feeling about that. Yeah. I just lost on the fucking Tigers. It was such a disaster game. They lost three to two. I took them as an underdog. They had like 50 chances to score a run, but I digress. We're not going to get into all that. Dude. I mean, I'm just thinking, look into this Tuesday night. We've got Yankees in Anaheim, Shohei Otani and Jameson Tyone. Uh, I'm seeing Brewers in San Francisco. Brandon Woodruff on the mound on Tuesday. And then I see Braves Dodgers. That's Chuck Morton and Walker Bueller. And Corey Kluber makes his return to the Yankees yesterday, which is Monday. Baseball's kind of revving up, but I just can't wait for September. I feel like this month is just going to, it's going to set the contenders and it's going to set the pretenders. Yeah, absolutely. God, this is good. This is going to be a good month. All right. It's also the time for fantasy football drafts. Yes. I've got mine tonight. So last night, it's a keeper league. I keep one. Okay. King Henry. I just kept Derrick Henry. I mean, okay. One thing about Derrick Henry. If you, you're keeping him, so it's different. But if you're drafting, and this is my thing with Derrick Henry. He's, he's ADP is around three right now. His average draft position. And if you're in a PPR league, I wouldn't draft him. No. Because basically what he has to do is repeat what he did last year, rushing for 2,000 yards. Is he going to do that again? It's never been done in the history of the NFL. If anyone could do it, it might be Derrick Henry. Right. But I wouldn't say that you're projecting that. So that means you're you're thinking that he's going to do worse than he was at three. So that if you're going to draft him at three, that means you think that he's going to be even better, which I don't think he's going to be. Right. I would select him more in the five. I mean, if you're standard... Go ahead, Derek Henry. Are you standard or PPR? Uh, we're like half a point. So I'm pick 12, and I just have no idea what to do. Yeah. Now, let's talk for the number one overall pick, folks. It, is it McCaffrey easily? Because so. my brother had the number one overall pick, 
And he said, do I just have to take McCaffrey? I said, you don't have to, because I really like that guy in new Orleans. Kamara. I'm a big fan of Kamara. Yeah, he is. Re- I mean, Dalvin cook is really good too. Yeah. Jameis Winston. Is he a guy that dunks off a lot to running backs? I mean, I remember in Tampa Bay, I don't know if it was just scheme, but threw the ball a billion times Threw the ball a billion times. And like guys like Ronald Jones, like when Jameis Winston was there, these guys were never really running backs. I wonder if Kamara feels any of that. I'm not saying he will different system, different team, different Jameis Winston. Yeah. But I'm just saying Kamara at one seems aggressive, even though I'm also nervous about McCaffrey. I'm worried about McCaffrey only because Darnold's the quarterback now. Or is Darnold going to become an MVP as soon as he leaves the Jets? No, the answer is Because he can't get any worse. He can't get any worse. Uh, I don't know. If you are taking a rookie, who are you looking at? Is Najee Harris the top rookie? Oh, oh, he's saying, uh, yeah, Najee Harris, I would say. Uh, Jamar Chase is also up there. Yeah. Devontae Smith. Yeah. I mean, not, not in fantasy, but I think. I'm very excited to see what Trevor Lawrence did. You see what he did the other day in his last preseason yeah. game? Yeah. Was I'm excited perfect. to see Trey Lance sling it. Yes, me too. Justin Fields. Fuck. Yeah. What have you seen from Justin Fields? A Is lot. A lot of really good things. And I saw too much in week four of the preseason. I wanted to see more in week one of the regular season. But I guess I just have to watch that redhead. I'm Mr. pissed. Dalton. Why, I'm, why, does, why is he getting the start? It, just because. Because it's you're not supposed to start the 11th overall pick at quarterback in week one. Like they're just going by the book and my honest opinion, F the book. Like the book yeah. is stupid. Yeah. Matt Nagy still like him. Nagy, whatever his name is. Nagy. Yeah. Nagy. I don't know. He just doesn't do it for me anymore. Head coach of the bears. He did well yeah. with Trubisky. He did well with Mitch. <laughs> I like Mitch. I'm rooting for Mitch. Uh, all right. Well. Let, let's talk. Uh, let's talk baseball again and let's talk the 10 most underrated players in baseball. We split it into pitchers and hitters. And of course we start with the honorable mentions. The way we went about it was we've got the top five most underrated hitters in baseball. You have that. I've got the top five most underrated starting pitchers in baseball. And our honorable mentions are a position player. And then I've got three bullpen guys. Two are kind of combined into one, but I think one stands alone. Cool? Cool with me. Let's do the honorable mentions. Before we get into the honorable mentions, this is our opinion. This is who we think are the most underrated players who haven't made an all-star team yet. Yes, we have to set the criteria. There are zero all-star appearances among any of these guys. So guys that just made their first all-star team this year, Chris Bassett, Jared Walsh, they're not on this list. Brian Chris Reynolds. Taylor. Brian Reynolds. Brian yeah, Reynolds. Like that. They're just not going to make it. And Cedric another guy, Williams, yeah. Aram mentioned Jesus Aguilar, who's the league leader in RBIs right now, should be on this list. And I was like, hell yeah, he's super underrated. Problem is, has made an all-star team in his career. So he doesn't make the list based on that. This is our opinion. Remember, this is not based on some statistical large formula that we plug into an Excel. This is our opinion. No all-star games who we think deserve some more love. Yeah. So if you genuinely believe that this list is ass, (laughs) let us know. Because I bet, you know, it, it might be ass in your mind, but it's our mind and it's our podcast. Right. And you know what? Like what what we would prefer you do is instead of saying this list is ass, you guys don't know baseball. I want you to say, Jack, Peter, you are ass as a person. Yep. What are you even doing talking about baseball? You shouldn't be doing this. It should be more. It should be more personal. It should get to you more than it is. Yeah. Because I know you, you see it's TikTok on the seventh best shortstop and it hurts. Yeah. And I get it. You want to yell. Yeah. And you should. And you should do it more. Yeah. You should be meaner. <laughs> you should get into our personal <laughs> DMs. Send me a letter. I mean, I get it. A 15 second video on your TikTok, it can get really emotional. I yeah. understand. Yeah. You guys need to yell at us. Like, yeah. try and get under our skin. Just do I've it. I've never been more sarcastic for a full minute than just then on this podcast yet. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's so fun. I feel like we have to clip this, throw this on TikTok. <laughs> Just come on. <laughs> Try me. I've got nothing to lose. Literally nothing. All right. Let's get into the honorable mention. Starting with our honorable mention position player. It's Colton Wong. Colton Wong has won two gold gloves over the past two years. And this year he's hitting 286. And for me, Colton Wong always kind of felt like that guy that when you saw him in the Cardinals lineup and your team was playing the Cardinals, you were like, ooh, Colton Wong. Like his name carries a little something, something, but he hasn't made an all-star team. He leads off for one of the best teams in baseball in the Brewers. He's just always consistent, an elite defender with the glove. I I just feel like nobody talks about him. He's just always been an above average second baseman who just doesn't get a ton of love. Yeah. And he didn't make our top 10 second baseman, so maybe we're the problem. Maybe we are the problem. Are we maybe, the problem? Maybe we're ass. But now we're making up for it. Colton Wong is an honorable mention. Absolutely. First bullpen guy. I've got two more after this. They're kind of a tandem. But the first one is a current Seattle Mariner, and he buttered his bread in Tampa Bay, Diego Castillo. Mm-hmm. He just kind of felt like another beast of a bullpen arm to come out of Tampa Bay. And he felt lost in the crowd in Tampa with Nick Anderson and Pete Fairbanks and Oliver Drake and Andrew Kittredge and Ryan Thompson. But it was always kind of Castillo that looked like the appropriate Robin to Nick Anderson's Batman. Absolutely. And the thing with Diego Castillo, 1.66 ERA in 2020, 2.22 ERA right now. This guy's legit. And he's been a legit reliever for a long time now. And you said he got lost in the weeds. I agree with you. And he, yet he was still the closer because the Rays understood how good he was. And I know Mariners fans were pissed when they traded away Ken O'Graven and got five years of control of Diego Castillo. It's actually kind of a good trade. I know optics-wise, maybe not. But if you're looking at the roster now, it's a good trade. That's a really good trade, especially when you have that young core coming up, right? And if Jared Kelnick ever figures it out, I understand that he hit a home run this weekend, but I, Kelnick is not going to help you make the postseason this year. That, that's Not this year. Not this year. Not this year, but he will help you make postseasons down right. the line. Right. Not in 2021. So giving up gave giving up Graveman for five years of control of what I they think is a top it. ten. What? They kind of killed it. They kind of killed it. And they've got Kyle Lewis and Julio Rodriguez and Jared Kelnick and Trammell if they hold on to him and J.P. Crawford. And then they've got Logan Gilbert and they've got George Kirby coming and they've got Emerson Hancock coming and they've got Matt Brash in that slider coming. When you have that veteran back-end dynamite closer and you don't have to pay him like you would have had to with Kendall Graveman, it's kind of worth it. Kind of worth it, especially in the bullpen. Like cannot, cannot talk about that enough especially in the bullpen where you really don't want to pay these guys because we see flashes in the pan every single season and sometimes you just really don't know if they're the real deal or not Diego Castillo has been the real deal while Kendall Graveman has been good but has not been this great his entire career while Diego Castillo has been pretty consistent over his years in the in baseball yes and the best team in baseball has the most underrated tandem of bullpen arms in baseball one of the softest throwers in Major League Baseball and one of the hardest throwers in Major League Baseball, Tyler Rogers and Jake McGee, they are an unbelievable eighth and ninth inning for the Giants. Probably one of the best in baseball, if not the best in baseball, if you think about it. They're number one or number two in bullpen ERA. They're number one or number two in saves. This is not a good bullpen, not a great bullpen, an elite bullpen and these two guys are some of the best relievers in all of baseball i'm not ready to put that bullpen ahead of the white Sox and Hendricks and kimbrell and tapera and bummer and kopech but that giants bullpen is the best in the national league but it may not have the star power but in terms of the numbers it's just been better hence and underrated underrated <laughs> that was perfect jinx that was perfect oh all right do you want to alternate? We count down from five. You go hitter, I go pitcher. I think it's a good idea. And I'm not going to say the 10th. I'm just going to go from five, and you'll also go from five. We like yeah. that? Or do we think maybe I'll go 10, you go nine? What do, what do we think? No, no, no. No shot. No shot. No it shot. works like that. So I'll start with pitchers because hitters are more interesting. We got to finish on hitters. 
Okay, so you want to do all your five and then I'll do all my five? No, no, no. no. So, <laughs> God, all right, this is tough. We, we're figuring this out in real time. We didn't talk about it enough in the production meeting. Uh, I am going to go with the fifth best pitcher. You will follow with the fifth best hitter. Got I will it. go fourth best pitcher. You will follow fourth best hitter or fourth I'm most in. underrated. Uh, I'm in. Yeah, I, I, I think that's the right way to go. And we end on the most underrated hitter in baseball because the most underrated hitter in baseball is so exciting. It's so exciting. I'm so ready for you to deliver that. Okay, so let's start with the fifth most underrated starting pitcher in Major League Baseball. This is not bias. He's striking out near 12 guys per nine innings. The strikeouts per nine leaders in Major League Baseball this year. Number one, Corbin Burns. Number two, Garrett Cole. Number three, Max Scherzer. Number four, Dylan Cease. He really struggled with command his first two years of his career, and excitement elsewhere on that roster kind of made him an afterthought coming into this year. But he has done an exceptional job at limiting damage this year. Strikeout rate already dynamite, right? He's the fourth best pitcher in baseball in terms of strikeouts per nine. But opponent slugging percentage is more than 100 points lower than his career mark heading into this year. His hard hit rate against is at a career low. Line drive rate is at a career low. He's missing bats all the time. And what those numbers tell me is that when he's not missing bats, he's missing the barrel, which is as important. Agreed. I think Dylan Cease is a stud. I mean, how many phone calls have we had in the early mornings where I'm talking about betting being like Dylan Cease is at home. I'm on the White Sox today because he just is unbelievably good at home. That's the only fix there. He has like a five ERA on the road and a one eight ERA at home. Do you know why those splits are so egregious? He's a young guy. He's yeah. really young. Yeah. I think just overall, he's such a good pitcher though. I, like we no. even said it ourselves. You take, you take Dylan Cease over a couple of names in the rotation right now. Yeah, I, I'll say it right now. I, moving forward with the current contractual look right now, I take Dylan Cease over Lucas Giolito. Simple as that. Not a lot of people would, and that's why he's underrated. Yep. The fifth most underrated player in baseball, the fifth most underrated hitter in baseball is Ty France of the Seattle Mariners. The guy just shows up to the ballpark every day and just hits. He hit over 300 in a shortened COVID 2020 season and is now putting up a similar type season, hitting almost 300 in 2021 with 16 bombs and a 128 WRC+. He's not a great defender, but he does provide a ton of versatility. He's clocked in at first, at second base, and even at third base. Another reason why I love Ty France is he barely strikes out. He's striking out less than, listen to this, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., Trey Turner, Xander Bogarts, Ozzy Albies, I could go on. He's a very good hitter and just a really solid all-around player. He's sitting with a 3.0 war right now, which is higher than Joey Votto, higher than Jose Abreu, Michael Brantley, Yuli Gurriel. I could go on there too. Dude. He just hits. He just hits and he doesn't strike out. Yeah, and that's so key. He's just a really good contact hitter, versatile defender, just like a really, really solid player who I think will be an all-star one day. Dude, like how, how fun is it to watch guys that don't strike out? Love it. I wish Ty France was on the Yankees. Dude, I, Yankees games at points are so hard to watch. Gotten better. I mean, come on now. We've yeah, been no metrics. Okay. Yeah, I agree. Like- I agree in the entire sense of like, the three true outcomes, the walks, the home runs, the right. strikeouts. I get it. Right. And like their pitchers the, are so strikeout focused too. Exactly. And like the Astros for me are very hard to watch at times because they hit a lot of home runs and, you know, like yada, yada, like that type of thing. The, the, the Yankees and the Astros both feel very three true outcome to me. Astros much less than the Yankees. Yeah. But the Yankees Astros are good. Astros are gold standard. Yeah. Um, the yeah lead, they lead the league and run scored. I, I was I was calling a Tim Cabs game uh, this past weekend, and we went north of 20 minutes with one ball put in play. Walks and strikeouts. What? Yeah. Yeah. That's one, not baseball I'm here for. One ball? One ball put in play. Dude. North of 20 minutes. Walks and strikeouts. 
can you imagine if an NBA game went 20 minutes without a shot? Or, but even if the NBA goes 20 minutes without a shot, there's, it's got to be crazy shit happening defensively. NFL without a, I don't know, a pass right. or a run. Like, I don't know how to, I don't know how to compare that to another sport. No, I mean, like, you want to be lulled to sleep, like, watch a game like that. Yeah. Horrible. We can't right. have that. Enough of that. Fourth most underrated starting pitcher in baseball is Frankie Montes. Dude throws gas. He could go an entire start throwing maybe fewer than five pitches, slower than 90 miles an hour. A fastball sitting 96, 97 that he throws for strikes north of 70% of the time is something he easily works off of for the majority of his starts. He's only allowed more than three runs in a start once since the last week of May. So this guy is figuring it out. He is consistently really good. And if the Oakland A's sneak their way into the AL wildcard game and Chris Bassett is not back, prayers up for Chris Bassett. Ed looked very painful, and I'm glad to see that he's okay. Frankie Montas could be starting that wildcard game, and I don't think anybody's going to bat an eye because he throws gas, and he's got a hard slider to accompany it. That's the thing. It's the, it's the 98 at your letters, and then it's the slider low and away tunneling the shit out of people with a really hard fastball and a really good breaking ball works and Frankie's got it and it's just hard to hit <laughs> no matter who you are it's just hard to hit I mean I just watched him pitch against the Yankees a couple games ago he looked electric he's fantastic it's just hard to hit against one of the hottest lineups in baseball shut him down and also in MLB the show electric pitch mix I Is dominate with Frankie Montes no doubt interesting he's electric The fourth most underrated hitter in baseball is a freight train from hell. His name is Tyler O'Neill, and he plays for the St. Louis Cardinals. He's a freight train, emphasis on strength and speed. I mean, go look at his baseball savant page. It looks like it's bleeding with all the red. He's good at everything. He hits the ball harder than most. He's in the 97th percentile on hard hit and average exit velocity, giving him 21 home runs. He's one of the fastest players, ranking in the 98th percentile in sprint speed give him 10 stolen bases he's an above average defender being in the 75th percentile and outs above average he makes solid contact he's hitting for a 270 batting average he gets on base he slugs i'm trying to figure out what he doesn't do he strikes out a lot yeah yeah that's one thing (laughs) yeah and he doesn't walk a lot but he gets on base though he's got like a 350 on base yeah. I don't know. I, I say he strikes out a lot, but I also work back and say, I love Tyler O'Neill because <laughs> like he, he does strike out a lot, but so do a lot of guys. And if the strikeout thing is the only thing in a league where strikeouts are becoming, you know, more and more regular, I'm willing to discount it if he can do literally everything else. And that's, that's the difference between a lot of these guys. It's like some of these guys like Javier Baez, if you're striking out a bunch, you better be an amazing hitter or at least like, doing something else on the side how about be a, de- a fantastic defender sorry yeah, did you say javi Baez? yeah did, i've, t- I've got my thumbs down that? right now for you spotify listeners first i have one thing to say why did he even tell the fans what it was what it meant why no point you didn't have to tell anybody what the thumbs down meant could fans might have even thought it was cool remember when the yankees were doing it yeah you didn't even need to but you still did it just for no goddamn good reason why makes no sense to me why is the dumbest shit that that is the dumbest shit are you actually expecting new yorkers to be supportive i know you're a new new yorker but like they've hung around that franchise when they've been at their worst yeah suck you're gonna get booed that shit would happen in chicago if you stuck around during the rebuild man javi you got booed in chicago before the deadline exactly Hey, just don't play. Like, you're not playing well. Right. He's not so, like, playing well. Listen, it's not like he's getting booed and the team is doing bad, but he's doing great. No, you suck right now, bro. Dude, dude, you have to know what you sign up for. If you are going to play professional baseball, you have to know that it is not always going to be a supportive environment when you suck at the moment. Javi Baez is striking out what 35 percent of the time you know steve cohen just found out about ops it's like javi Baez just found out about new york 
Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> both of them are just starting to figure out where they are. Dude, I was so still hasn't figured it out. Oh, I was so frustrated seeing that. Yeah, I don't know. Those are my thoughts. But Tyler O'Neill is a muscle rat. Getting back to Tyler O'Neill and getting back to positives, I love. I love just looking at Tyler O'Neill and like just right? <laughs> forearms. It's hilarious. It looks like a bowling ball. It is a bowling ball. Third most underrated pitcher in Major League Baseball, Tyler Malley of the Cincinnati Reds. Three pitches, fastball, slider, splitter. Fastball up and away, slider bottom half of the zone, splitter even lower and inside to right-handed bats. He is hard, harder, hardest. And he and Wade Miley have been the two best pitchers on a staff that includes Luis Castillo and Sonny Gray and is likely going to be an NL wildcard team. He's a stud. And if you find Tyler Malley shoving in the NLDS in five weeks, don't be taken aback by it. Yeah, He's 26 years old, and he's a future all-star. Especially if he's at home. Another guy with crazy home road splits. Tyler Malley at home is, or is it on the road? It's one of them. I don't know. I mean, Great American Ballpark is an incredibly hard place to pitch, but I think you mentioned that his home splits are really interesting. I'll look it up for you right now as you ooh and ah over Tyler Malley. I've just bet on the man a ton. I like everything about him. He's got a good fastball. He's got good off speed. He commands the ball well. He has good presence on the mound. He tunnels well. I just really like him. Everything about him. He just seems like kind of one of those guys who's going to hang around for a while always have an ERA below four, make a couple all-star games, just be a really good pitcher for a really long time. And we got to give him some love before he gets big. Six ERA, Great American Ballpark, one nine ERA away from Great American Ballpark. That's what I was going to say. It's, I mean, it's hard pitching in Great American Ballpark, but you can't have a six ERA. But the fact that he's a one nine ERA shows you something. No, I mean, that, that place is a cemetery for pitchers. That and Coors Field are cemeteries for pitchers. And apparently for Willie Adamas, it, Tropicana Field was a cemetery for him at home. So it's, it's like the Willie Adamas split. The third most underrated hitter in baseball plays for the Houston Astros. His name is Kyle Tucker. This guy has always been good. He was a top prospect. And ever since he entered the league, he's been an above average hitter with tons of potential. He makes this list. Because we feel like he just gets buried among the stars in Houston. Like Bregman, Altuve, Jordan, Brantley, Gurriel, I could go on. He settled into his third big league season, and he's showing why he was so highly coveted. He's hitting 280 with 22 bombs, 11 steals, and a 134 WRC+. That's all-star level caliber, and he's just getting started. I think... Tucker will be a perennial all-star as he enters his prime. And I feel like we just feel like he's not getting enough credit in doing so. Yeah. He's lost there because of Correa, Altuve, Bregman, and everyone's massive love for Jordan Alvarez. Yeah. Are you the one that says that Jordan's going to be a hall of famer? No doubt. I am in the full boat. Jordan Alvarez will hit 500 home runs. He might end his career with a batting average near 300. He's that good of a freaking hitter, bro. I'm so all over Jordan. I think he's he's like a left-handed Mike Stanton. That's a lot of strikeouts. I think he's a left-handed Miguel Cabrera. Yeah, or something. That's a way better comparison. But the thing is, when Giancarlo was rolling in Miami... Oh, yeah. No, I mean... That's what I was saying, like a Mike Stanton. Oh, Mike, yeah. Okay, fair. Wow. Yeah, that's... No, that's a good one. I I could see a lot of... uh, Minus the defense, like in terms of hitter, I... (laughs) Sorry. Uh, I'm still getting over this sickness. I'm telling you, man. Um, Flu week. Yeah, flu week. (laughs) I see a very young Albert Pujols at the plate. Wow. With Jordan Alvarez. And that's crazy. That's crazy. Crazy. He's better than Carlos Delgado. Yeah, shit. That's yeah. kind of my comp. Similar lefty swing. I think he's going to hit more. And Carlos Delgado, fringe Hall of Famer. And I think he's going to be better than him. Yeah. All right. Second most underrated pitcher in Major League Baseball. Colby Olsen called Logan Webb number one in terms of MLB's most underrated pitcher two weeks ago. I'm going to say he's number two. And you'll understand when I say number one. The first point that Colby brought up was tailoring his arsenal to his strength. The fastball and the sinker is the best indicator of that. 
In 2020, Logan Webb was throwing a fastball 34% of the time and a sinker 15% of the time. He had a 5-4-7 ERA. 34% fastball, 15% sinker, 5-4-7 ERA. This year, 11% fastball, 36% sinker, so more than reversed, and a 2-6-5 ERA. That's science, and it works. I, that's why I, I love baseball. Sometimes it's just a tweak and you can unlock something similar to Kevin Gosman up that splitter usage. I mean, he's been struggling lately, but it's just those little tweaks. You get it done. You can turn into a completely different player. Cause all these guys, I mean, you make the major leagues, you have insane talent. And sometimes you just need to get with the right coach and have them unlock it. I bet there are a ton of players around the league right now who could be perennial all-stars that, no one really talks about because they haven't been unlocked yet by a good pitching coach or a good hitting coach. They just haven't. They haven't had the opportunity. And a lot of guys go through whole careers without that happening. And they maybe have a couple of good seasons where they were able to and then end up. And know. even the elite of the elite, they can become best player of all time caliber if they are properly unlocked. Jacob right. DeGrom had the best start to a season in starting pitcher history because he said, damn, I throw my fastball at 102 miles an hour. I'm going to up the shit out of that fastball usage. And he did. Talk about unlocking. He was a shortstop in college. Mm-hmm. The second most underrated hitter in baseball, Rakes. His name is Darren Ruff of the San Francisco Giants. Ruff had a rough go of it with the Phillies early in his career before making the jump to the KBO where he became one of the best hitters in the entire KBO. He transitioned back to Major League Baseball in 2020 and put up a 140 WRC plus in 40 games. Nobody thought he would actually improve on that to become one of the best hitters in the league this season. Yes, best hitters in the league this season. If he played just three more games this year, he would qualify for the leaderboards. And he would be fifth in all of baseball in WRC plus ahead of Jesse Winker right below Fernando Tatis Jr. And he'd be third in on base percentage ahead of Bryce Harper and right below Joey Gallo. He is a massive reason why the Giants sit atop first place right now and have the best record in all of baseball. Yeah, <laughs> like, yes. Just like, and I looked at his stats. I mean, he had a rough go of it with Philly. I get it. I said rough again, and I just, now in my head. He had a rough go of it in Philly, but it wasn't terrible. But then he goes to the KBO, and it becomes the best hitter in the entire league, then goes right back to San Francisco. I mean, he's 35. Yeah. And he's having the best season of his entire career. Someone in the KBO unlocked this dude. Or maybe it's with San Francisco. Dude, I mean, think about this. Like, there are going to be people who turn on a game in October and see Darren Ruff and say, who is that guy? Absolutely. West Coast. West Coast. That's best team in baseball. One of the best hitters on the best team in baseball. Fifth in WRC+. Plus, ahead of Jesse Winker. He has 97 games played. Fernando Tassi Jr. has 100. Darren and Fernando Ruff. barely qualifies. Qualifies like yeah, dude. Darren Ruff is like, could he get MVP votes? <laughs> like, <laughs> yes, yes, like, he's so he's so criminally underrated. Four hundred on base percentage. That's nuts. Like, it's not stupid. a lot of people do have that. Man, slugging right. five hundred, OPSing over nine hundred. <laughs> oh my god, dude. All right, most underrated pitcher in all of baseball this year has been Joe Musgrove. He was fine before 2021. Looking at his ERA plus, I like ERA plus. I like the plus stats. We, we talk about it. 100 is league average. Musgrove is at 97 or 98. So 2 to 3% just below league average. So he was a league average pitcher three of the first four years of his career. He had a good year in Pittsburgh last year in year, four, in year five. He was a strikeout fiend, 55 Ks and in 40 innings. COVID shortened 2020 season. And then the Padres traded for him. And then he threw a no-hitter. And then he didn't regress. We thought Musgrove could maybe slot in as the four for San Diego before the year. Maybe the five. Four feels generous. 
And now he's got the best DRA in that rotation by more than a run. And the stuff always had that potential. He's got a legit four-pitch mix, and his two most often used pitches are a slider and a curveball. The slider's outstanding. The curveball's better. Slider has a 156 batting average against. Curveball, opponents are hitting 079 against it. And he's throwing both for strikes north of 60% of the time. Opponents are hitting 079 against Joe Musgrove's curveball, which he throws near 30% of the time. That is incredible. He's the best pitcher on the Padres. Yeah. Better than you, Darvish. Better than Blake Snell. Hell of a lot better than Chris Paddock. And like a thousand million times better than Jake Arrieta. Yeah, we'll see what happens when Clevenger comes back. And we'll see how Ryan Weathers progresses and how Denelson Lamette stays healthy. But like if Mike Clevenger turns in a season like Joe Musgrove is, you would say it was one of the best seasons Mike Clevenger has ever had. And he is becoming exactly what we traded for, a top end of the rotation guy. That's what Joe Musgrove is. Joe Musgrove is an ace. He you is an so? ace. I think he's an ace. I think he's a, I think he's the best two in the league. I think he can if he, he was throwing game one, let's say it was Joe Musgrove versus Kevin Gosman. Is Joe Musgrove that much worse than Kevin Gosman? Similar ERAs right now. I'd put my money on Gosman if it was a toss-up. But that goes to show you that it that if like it's a toss-up. Right. Like, like that's Kevin how good Joe Musgrove is, because Kevin Gosman is an ace. Yeah. He's the best pitcher on the best team in baseball. Yeah. That's Joe Musgrove. Joe Musgrove. If if price is no option or if price is no factor, Joe Musgrove <laughs> or Aaron Nola? Joe Musgrove. Okay. Uh, Musgrove or a healthy Syndergaard? Oh, Joe Musgrove. Really? Oh, no doubt. Okay. Dude, I love everything about him. Yeah. I guess me too. What doesn't he do well? He strikes out everybody. Doesn't really walk anybody. Really good pitch mix. Knows how to pitch. Yeah, Joe Musgrove's good. Joe Musgrove's really good. Good. Think about it. He's the best pitcher on the putters. They have you, Darvish, and Blake Snell. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah, he's the most underrated pitcher in baseball. He's the most underrated pitcher in baseball. You know who the most underrated hitter in all of baseball is? It's Austin freaking Riley of the Atlanta Braves. Riley went from a below average hitter who wasn't providing much defensively to an offensive juggernaut that should walk away this year with MVP votes. In 2019 and 2020, he was around a 230 hitter with a WRC plus in the high 80s, below average. He was more of a problem for the Braves than he was a solution, but he made obvious adjustments this offseason to his swing and his approach. He's swinging far less, but he's making more contact both in the zone and out of the zone. I mean, talk about contact. The dude is hitting over 300 with eight with 28 bombs and a 141 WRC+. I just don't think everyone fully realizes he's having the best offensive season from a third baseman in the entire league. The entire league. Austin Riley is definitely the most underrated hitter in baseball right now. I have no argument there. Austin Riley, like, he has dragged the Braves. He and Freddie Freeman, obviously, um, and Albies helps, and Dansby Swanson's been really good. Uh, but Austin Riley, if he didn't have this type of year, the Braves are under 500. And now it's likely that they make the playoffs with an injured Soroka and an injured Ronald Acuna Jr. He could put up Sim, nah, maybe not similar to type of numbers that Arenado was putting up in Colorado, but he could hit 300 this year with 35 to 40 home runs, over 100 driven in, and not a lot of third basemen in baseball can say that this year. No, man. I mean, you you look at Christian Yelich's number from numbers from his MVP year, and like that's what Austin Riley can do. Think about it. We put Jose Ramirez as our best third baseman in baseball, and he still is. Because he's just incredible defensively. He has seven outs above average. I mean, he's still just really good. But Austin Riley is having a better offensive season than him. Better than Rafael Devers. Like, everybody. 
Yeah. He has having the single best offensive season from a third baseman. Dude. One of the most premium hitting positions in baseball. Also a stack position. And and think about this. He wasn't even in our honorable mentions when we recorded in in late May. Because we had no idea. This was one that we might have missed on because it's it's truly incredible what he's doing right now. It's stupid. It's stupid. I, I have no argument there. And this was this was a very fun list to put together, and it was a fun list to deliver, man. So you know what's oh, gonna be fun though? Top ten overrated fun. next week. Yeah, that's gonna be fun. That's gonna be fun. We're just gonna get super pissed. Javier Baez is one already. Yeah. No, but the thing is now, I feel like Javi is like getting more. We might be leading the hate train because I've also noticed that it's also switched to like now everyone kind of hates him. And uh, so maybe we can't call him overrated anymore if everyone hates him. Yeah. I don't know. We just like, because I I loved Javi before this year. That's the thing. It's like you really liked him before and you're seeing the downfall. It's not like someone you had kind of no opinion on and now don't like. No, it's just been an ugly breakup with success. Yeah, really ugly, unbelievable. And now he's not, and it's wearing on him. Are we being too mean? I don't. He kind of did this to himself this past week with the thumbs down. Just alienated himself from a fan base. I'd be so pissed if I was a Mets fan. Oh my god! Also, Lindor. I mean, the duo of them just doesn't hit. Thank God Lindor is a crazy good defender. Yeah. It's the only thing saving his ass right now. But that can't go underrated. He is an incredible defender. Also, you know who leads baseball right now and outs above average? Is it still Manuel Margot? Nick Ahmed. I believe that. That dude's always been a freak. More outs above average than freaking Matt Chapman. Yeah, that dude's always been a freak. I didn't know he's like kind of the best defender in baseball this year. Yeah. Nick Ahmed, Arizona Diamondbacks, honorable mention. Honorable mention. Shout out Nick Ahmed. He's Peter Apple23 on Twitter. I'm Jack underscore McMullen11 on Twitter. We are at just baseball fans on TikTok and Instagram, at just BB Media on Twitter, twitch.tv slash just baseball fans. Uh, what else? Like, subscribe, leave a five star review on yeah, Apple. Yeah, please Pods. rate us a five star review on Apple Podcasts if you're enjoying. It's the best way to support our podcast. If you leave a written note too, tell us what you like, what you don't like. We would genuinely, genuinely appreciate it. Yeah. And tell us where ass in the TikTok comments. We need more ass comments. We do. We do. You guys are ass. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. What does innovation sound like? It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it. It sounds like being at your best for your customers and your business. Thanks to Highland's intelligent content solutions that improve digital processes, innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? Highland. For innovators everywhere, visit highland.com.